1: When this happened, you talked about it on the fan. A high pop-up. He's gonna do it. And shortstop, Jeter. Jeter on the outfield grass makes the catch. The Yankees win! The Yankees win! And Doc Gooden pitches a no-hitter. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan 1019FM and always live on the Free Odyssey app.
2: Inside the 1 o'clock, hour on the fan. keep McPherson, your nighttime host, till 2 a.m. Let's get right back to the phones, because the rest of this show will smoke by. c in the building. He's coming up next. I don't know why I'm in here watching the Brooklyn Nets game that I physically went to. And, uh, yeah, it was all good until I stepped out of the building. <sighs> Anywho, I don't care. I'm over it now. Like, it is what it is. On to the next game. Uh, we, we just can't have nice things. The Knicks, the Nets. Lose on opening night, games that they could have won. And that's basketball. Like that we we have seen the Knicks blow leads. I mean, six-point lead for the Knicks in their history. <laughs> We've seen the Knicks blow 20-point leads pretty regularly just a couple years ago. And the Brooklyn Nets, please, I was just talking about the other night how the Brooklyn Nets could play a decent first half and then come out of the locker room, get smoked, and not be able to close. And that's exactly what we saw tonight. So let's go. Hockey, let's go do the hockey. Let's hope that the Rangers and the Islanders and Devils are actually good teams in this area that represent us the right way and maybe can make a run through this regular season to the Stanley Cup playoffs and maybe actually win a championship. Mike is in Merrick. What's up, Mike? You're on the fan.
0: Yo, Keith. Yo. Yo, Keith. Yo. Let's go.
2: I can't follow that up. I'm a Devils fan, and Devils no, fans, know. Devils fans don't like me showing a little bit of love to the Rangers. But good, but good for the Rangers. You're, you're a Rangers fan. You're feeling them right now. Good.
0: Steve, I'm telling you right now, Rangers go eighty-two and, one.
2: 82, and one. 82 and 82 and one. and
0: one. We can be in first place the whole way.
2: Well, they, Mike, they, they can't go eighty-two and one because they already lost to the Blue Jackets and the Predators.
0: You're okay. You're okay. That's it. We have it. You know why you're saying that,
2: Chief? Because you're a devil fan. Yeah. Yeah, I got to lean into the rivalry. But, no, I honestly want to see the Rangers do well. Rangers, Oilers tonight. And uh, I, I don't mind seeing the Rangers do well because New York loves the Rangers and this area loves the Rangers before the Devils even got here. And I, I know when it turns into a Rangers town, it's turned up in the late spring. So, I got but, no problem with them.
0: But Keith, remember this: Rangers went two in a row on the road. Saturday and Monday.
2: The Rangers can't look be- good. The ra- I can't I can't hate on the Rangers. The Rangers look good. They have a good goalie. They have the same uh, usual suspects: Beetle Fox, Kreider, Lafreniere, but, Miller, but, Panarin. But but
0: Keith, remember this: first time, first time, Kendall Wing. Go three and on the
2: road. Can they go three and O? That'd be nice. I think that would get a lot of New Yorkers excited about the rest of the season. And I think we need that right now with the World Series coming up. With uh, our basketball teams blowing in on opening night, let's see if NYR can get it done. Uh, uh Jacob Truba—that was the name I was searching for the other night. I was trying to figure out who put that hit on Timo Meyer. It was Jacob Truba. But hey, Keith, I'm
0: telling you right now. We'll be on you big time. Yeah. We'll be on you big time. Yeah. Get that Devil fan off.
2: Yeah, I got I got to get I got to get to a Devils Rangers game in the garden. I just don't have any money, so I don't know if that's going to happen. I need somebody All to right. gift me this. Keith,
0: don't worry. Doom will have your head.
2: <laughs> Thanks for the call, Mike. 877-337-6666. Uh, Who did I forget? Mika Zabanajad. It's funny, when I was thinking of names for my son, uh, my my wife showed me this app where you could swipe left and right on baby names and save them. And um, Mika came up as a name, and I liked it. The thought of, like, like, Mika McPherson sounds like a good name, but I was like, I can't name my son Mika McPherson being a host in New York on the fan, they're gonna think I named my kid after Mika Zebanejad. But I, I rock with with Mika because I saw him DJing um, in the off season. Where was he DJing at? He DJed some festival where I was like, "That's so dope! Like that's so cool." He DJed Lollapalooza. I've been to Lollapalooza in Chicago. I got scammed at Lollapalooza in Chicago the second time I went. The first time I ran a scam, quick story, because it's always good to add stories. First time I went to Lollapalooza, complete scam. I was working at MTV, and I wanted to go to Lollapalooza. So I put in for a media credential to get into Lollapalooza for free as media. Um, I had a bunch of friends in Chicago. From being in the fan cave in 2014, I met two guys that were Cubs fans. White Sox fan. They're like, yo, you got to come to Grant Park. You got to come to Chicago for Lollapalooza. And I wasn't about to buy a $300 ticket. So I scanned my way in as media through my social media job at MTV. And I even got a plus one for my boy, Mike, who's a Cubs fan. And you might see Mike on BR betting. Um, he did the uh, first basket bets for Bam Adebayo and AD. That's a, That's my dog. He'll be here. Uh, in a couple weeks and so I scammed <laughs> Lollapalooza and MTV and I was like yeah I need my cameraman I put him in as my cameraman and we just got as drunk as we possibly could and partied and raged through Lollapalooza in 2016 yeah so then fast forward 2018 I'm no longer working at MTV but I want to go to Lala, and I happen to be in Chicago but I'm not in Chicago to go to all four days of Lala. Lala's nuts. Like, not Lollapalooza is Friday, Saturday, or a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And I think I wanted to hit Saturday. And, I, and I'm trying to bring my wife, who was just my girl at the time. But tickets were crazy, and you couldn't get tickets on the resale. So I fell into the hands of some young Chicago scammers. Uh, I ran into these homies um, selling wristbands. And... The way the wristbands were set up, you had to link them to the Lollapalooza app. They had this scam all the way figured out where I was like, yo, show me that it it, it works and show me that it's on the app. $300 for two Lollapalooza wristbands. I pay these guys straight cash. I go to the Bank of America in like the middle of the city, pay these guys cash, get the wristbands. They show me on the app that they connected, whatever. I get up to the line with my girl after waiting in the line, deep line in Lollapalooza, like waiting in line for like 45 minutes. And we get up to scan in and red, so embarrassing. Had to walk all the way through the line of people. And then I think my girl and I just went to like a restaurant, got dinner, got drinks, and then just partied in the city. But I owe Lollapalooza one before I get too old. I got to go back to Lollapalooza. It's usually in August in Chicago. And now, shout out to my little sister Taylor. She's part of the festival every year. The last two or three years, I believe, she's taken her business there. She has what's called the Sustainable Sparkle Bar. It's biodegradable glitter that she puts on the girls that are at the festival. She does like their face, their arms, their chest, and like sparkles these girls up. Because these girls wear nothing, but they like, you know... They want to have their makeup and stuff done. And my sister is in the like glam spot of the uh festival the last couple years. So I think there's a shot that she could get me in and uh I'll be able to reclaim my like Lollapalooza um L that I took being scammed. I remember I remember I saw Marshmallow. I remember I saw Housey. Um I remember I was so faded that the uh, MTV2 News people, like, or not MTV2 News. I was MTV2. There was nobody else from MTV2 there, but MTV News was there, and they had a tent, and I was so faded, I, like, passed out in their tent for part of the festival, and they were, like, helping me, and, (laughs) like, are you all right? I'm like, nah, I'm not all right, but I survived. That's festival life for you. That's festival culture. Shout out to my festival goers. If you guys go to music festivals, I'm washed now, but I've done... EDC, multiple cities, I've done Lollapalooza, I've done Coachella multiple years, I've done Bonnaroo, I've done Identity Festival, I'm probably forgetting some of the other festivals that I used to go to. I used to love going to a festival because in my opinion, it's the best way to go. You go to a concert and you pay a crazy amount of money to see one band or you can go to a festival for like two or three days, pay a crazy amount of money and see like 30 different bands, 30 different acts. Okay, back to the show. We got to talk sports here before my time is up. Let's go to Jack out in Brooklyn. What's up, Jack? You're on the fan.
3: Hi, what's up? What's up, what's up, what's up? Good. i was have to speak about the Brooklyn Nets tonight. I know you spoke a lot about it. You said you don't want to hate on anybody. You want to respect everybody. I like the way you said it. I thought it was respectful. But I want to speak about Cam. Ugh, that was painful.
2: Cam Thomas. Cam
3: Thomas tonight. That was one. Like I played D-ball, D1. I don't want to say where, whatever. And I know the experience, what he went through. But I feel like this, I saw the stats. I've checked up the stats. This dude, every night he has over 30. He cannot win a game. He's never won a game and then plus 30 or plus even 27, I think it was.
2: Yeah, they they always seem to lose. When he has these thirty, almost forty point nights, he has never
3: won a game. I'm sorry for interrupting, but he has never won a game.
2: With yeah. being, do
3: you put that on him? I,
2: I don't put that on him. Like his job is to like he's coming off as the six man. He's he's supposed to run it up. He's supposed mm-hmm. to get buckets. I put that on the coach for not knowing how to deploy him and not getting him off the bench in time to run it up. I feel like he sat on the bench too long in that fourth quarter. I was in the arena. I was at the game.
3: And bo- I was also last- at the game. Yeah, I was at I'm, the game as well. I'm like, bro, play so- Yeah, but I disagree with you on that because I do feel like they're I feel like let shooter shoot and I saw Spencer and Woody, and the whole way they were playing with, I think that Spencer should have shot that shot.
2: Should have shot the last shot of the game. We've seen him. Hit, gotten that last.
3: Yeah, we've three. seen him shoot buzzer beaters. We've sh- we've seen him hit that. Yeah, bunch. And he's done it. And he and he even even tonight you saw that corner. He was there was clutched up. He had it on the bucket. It had to be. a one out. at the end of the day, but he was so close. And he's put up so much. He's been practicing. And also, why would you throw a three if you could just take a two? You're up, you you, you have the last four you, anyway. You
2: only needed a layup. I don't know. It was they, they unraveled. They panicked. A, a, they panicked in in
3: the in the end of that game. And if you, I don't know if you saw the game against what the Hornets did tonight with what, what Lamelo's done with Brandon Miller, he's literally he set him up. I don't know why they couldn't set up Claxton tonight. Um, I do Claxton did get hurt, but still, I think Claxton should have. They're just gonna. They're gonna figure
2: things out. I hope. But opening. I night. really hope
3: so because this is this is my team. I've watched them for over say this is a, my seventh year. Yeah. This so we've gone through every year. This is year. Year 11 devastating in years After Devin devastating years. And this is our 11th here in Brooklyn, yeah.
2: I've been watching them from Jersey days till now. It's frustrating, bro. Like, they just, I don't know. They can't get right. They had that game
3: tonight. It, it would have been a they, great... They, they should have won that game. They yeah. should have just taken an easy one layup. And I, 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 no, I know I, you're, I mean, you sound like
2: you're... Call timeout or, or, I don't know, Jock Vaughn was saying I couldn't get past half. I was... I was basically at a half court trying to call timeout. He said, "I wish there was a buzzer to get the refs' attention. Scream, get their attention!" Like,
3: yeah, I, but um, I do think that I know you. You sound like you're you're a Cam Thomas fan, which I'm really not because I n- I do not believe in this guy. I think he should get traded for a, a role player. Which I don't think it's possible, but I really hope he does get traded because what we've seen, he. he, he he, when he gets at that high level pre- play, which he he could do, he, and he has done it, but once he's at the high level pressure, he he screws. up it's always the last few minutes. Defense gets gets loose, the shot gets loose, and he just he just loses himself.
2: Yeah, I think eventually he's gonna be out of here because they don't trust him, they don't love him. They you know he, I think he's ready to be a superstar. I'm ready. I think he's ready to be a you know thirty points a night guy but maybe not here in Brooklyn, I don't know. It's the first game. I, I, we're trying to we're trying to read into the first game and and one game and they got to build, they got to figure you it cannot,
3: out. You can't judge on the one game, that's true. We'll but, see we'll see in a month or so. Yeah, I hope I hope against Dallas we beat Kyrie because that should be revenge. I don't think we're beating Luka and Kyrie.
2: Just just but, to keep I, it I a buck with you. Um they're they're not ready for that. Like they could have beat they could have beat Darius Garland and Donovan Mitchell tonight and they without, without like, Allen. Without, without Allen without Jared Allen, right, with with Mobley and Okoro and, and Max Struz, And Mobley was Ill. playing bad. Max Struess, like they just let Max Struess go crazy and the Mavericks beat Wemby and uh Keldon Johnson and Popovich and the Spurs tonight.
3: So Yeah. But I really hope we win. We win against Kyrie. I, I don't just, think we I will. Can't the see Kyrie's face. The
2: Mavericks put up 126 points.
3: <laughs> I know, but I, I, Kyrie's face is just the revenge. What he has done to Brooklyn. Who, I think he has destroyed this team.
2: Who who guards Kyrie? Who's checking Kyrie? Uh, Kyrie in that game. Who's locking ben. him
3: up? Dennis ben locking him up. Okay, let's see. Who's, good, then who's guarding I think, Luka? I think. <laughs> who's checking who's, Luka? Then? Um, Oh, no, we'll have to double them. We'll, 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 <laughs> we don't have we'll the hopefully. answers, bro. We do not have the squad. That's not built like that. And we don't have – the biggest problem is we don't have a, a leader. The leader – we right. don't have the no leader. The leader's, a, leader's not there.
2: We want it to be Mikel Bridges, but, like, he – But he's played – he's played – he's played He's, he's played always in been USA. a role player, right. He's always been, he's never been the main guy. And we that think started. because the little the little sample size of, of last year at the end of the year, he showed us some of that. I don't know if he's that guy.
3: In team USA he's also he also, also wasn't that guy. He was giving it all up for for what's Anthony, the guy's Edwards. Name? Anthony Edwards. Even Afghanita's doing better than him, which is pretty embarrassing. <laughs> That's kind of crazy, right?
2: I don't know, bro. Yeah. Here we go with the NBA. <laughs> we'll see what happens with the Nets. Um and I, I wouldn't claim they if if I were Dallas, you know, I wouldn't get the hate Kyrie. Yeah, but I wouldn't bet. If I'm betting on that, bet bet Luca, Kyrie and mm-hmm. uh and the Mavs. I'll be beat. praying. I'll
3: be praying. I will still see the flat, though, where the, the earth is round. Just so you can see Kyrie go down. Did, you see, did you see
2: this This kid, Derek Lively, Lively II?
3: No.
2: Go check out Derek Lively II. He played 30 minutes for them tonight. He had 16 points, and he had a couple big highlights. Um, For Dallas? Yeah, Jason Kidd's got him a little, little squad over there. I think they're going to be better than they were last year as they were trying to put stuff together. Grant Williams is over there now. Um, yeah, Derrick Jones Jr., Tim Hardaway coming off the bench, Tim Hardaway Jr. So we he's shall praying.
3: see. Uh, praying Curry goes flat as the earth if he claims.
2: And don't forget about former net Seth Curry over there too. So and, oh yeah, it's, it's revenge, have revenge for never him given too. him up.
3: The net should have never given him up.
2: Nah, he's cooked. I didn't want to see him. He he barely. Why eaten. did they give him up? Why he was hurt for who? And man, for he, Walker. Speaking of the Hornets, you brought up Brandon Miller and LaMelo Ball. He had a game against the Hornets last year where he was terrible. Seth Curry looked like the worst player in the league against the Hornets with his pops in
3: attendance. I hear you. I appreciate the call. Thank you so much.
2: Appreciate you, Jack. Thanks for checking in. Brooklyn Nets fans, here we are. It is uh, (laughs) Katie Kyrie era. This Nets world has been built, but who is going to keep it standing? Eight seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six. Kathy is out in Bayville. What's up, Kathy? You're on the fan.
4: Hi, Keith. My name is Kathy. I come from Bayville, and I'm sorry I'm not so up to date or so knowledgeable about everybody's names and um, I'm going to do the best I can. I'm a little nervous being on the phone. Don't be, you.
2: And, and, and you don't have to know everybody's names. I'm, I have a computer in front of me, and I think I know some names, so just go for it, and I'll help out.
4: Okay, thank you. So I'm so appreciative of your um, energy, your, your honesty, and your sincerity. Um, but I do have to comment about Zach Wilson. Is yes, that- the Jets okay. quarterback. Yes. And I was very upset um, listening to the fan when you were speaking about how terrible he was. And when I was a little girl, um, my parents said, you're a bad girl, and and, and I was a bad girl then. But um, I just think that the reason he's becoming better is because Aaron Rodgers has been coaching him. And you have really had saying or you're saying now that he has been um getting better and but i i don't know the reason behind it but what are your thoughts on aaron Rodgers coaching him um from the sidelines
2: yeah a a few things so I, i haven't been as harsh or critical on zach wilson um since the kansas city game the game that he had against the patriots i'm like this kid is terrible They couldn't run the offense, and the Patriots aren't good. I'm like, they could not get the offense going. He was missing open receivers. He was not quarterbacking. He wasn't taking any chances. He was checking it down. And I'm like, this team is too talented for him to just run them into the ground. But then... With all the Taylor Swift hype, the Sunday night football game against the defending Super Bowl champions, the Kansas City Chiefs, Zach Wilson showed me something. He had back shoulder throws that he was very accurate in. Uh, He did have a couple good drives. They did score touchdowns. He had some moxie. He ran in a two-point conversion. I'm like, okay, this kid is now playing quarterback. He actually is out there running the show and playing free and taking some chances, and he built on that against the Denver Broncos. He turned a moral victory into an actual victory going out there to Denver and leading the team to a win. He struggled a little bit in the first half, but there was still some more progress there with him making some throws. And do you then think,
4: do you think it has to do with Aaron Rodgers coaching from yeah. the sideline? Uh, so
2: uh, Aaron Rodgers wasn't on the sideline in
4: or, or wherever he is.
2: Yeah. So I'm getting <laughs> there. I'm going week to week. So in Kansas so the Kansas City game, Aaron Rodgers was up in um in Woody's booth. And then okay. in Denver, I don't know where Aaron Rodgers was, but he wasn't I don't know if he was even at the game. I don't think he was on the sideline. So they get that win, and then we have the Eagles game, and Aaron Rodgers is physically there. He's throwing before the game. He's back around the team. Rob Sala had you know talked to him and said he wanted him around the team. He even had a headset on. Uh-huh. Having Aaron Rodgers with a headset on right. and a microphone, being able to communicate with your offensive coordinator, your offensive coaches, and even being able to help Zach Wilson helps. This is a guru. This is a mastermind. This is a... Quarterback in the NFL that is at the top of his craft, and it definitely helps. What also helps is they stopped trying to force Zach Wilson into the offense that Aaron Rodgers would would run. He's not uh-huh. Aaron Rodgers. He has right. a different skill set. They opened up the playbook a little bit. They moved the pocket some. They did some different reverses and uh, different formations. And they ran three tight end sets. And uh, they gave Zach Wilson less reads and more just like one on one man coverage throws to make, and he was able to do that. I think morale-wise, having uh-huh. one of one of the greatest players of all time, a former MVP there, also helps. And Zach Wilson looks up to this guy. They had a relationship before he came to uh-huh. the Giants. So, yes, Aaron Rodgers physically being there with the headset on as like a coach and um, even being involved in the offensive game plan has definitely helped Zach Wilson, and he's going to need some more help this weekend against the Giants.
4: Yeah, one other, thank you so much for your knowledge, and thank you so much for telling me this and letting everybody hear what you had to say. You're so knowledgeable, and you're so wonderful, and you're so sweet, and I love the sound of your voice. But I have one more question. <laughs> <laughs> Go for it. I can't believe it. So listen, so the devils, you're into New Jersey devils, right? Yes, yes, I am. Okay, so I'm Ukrainian, and I don't know if this is good to say on the air, but I'm 100% Ukrainian. Um, there's going to be a benefit for for the f- with the New Jersey Devils for Ukrainian Ukraine's Ukrainian. Um so you know there's a war in Ukraine. Um and there's a war in Israel I understand that, but um they are hosting something, I don't know what night it was for the New Jersey Devils for Ukraine. It's a heritage Ukrainian night. Um I'm not Russian. I am Okay, Ukrainian? I just looked it
2: up. So, um,
4: so I'm just letting you know, 29th. letting the world know if there's anything they can do if they want to attend. I'm so sorry. Maybe I shouldn't be even be doing this. I hope this isn't against the law or something like that. No, it's
2: not. And, and and coincidentally enough, I'm I'm planning on going to the game October 29th. It's my wife's first game. Uh, she sees me go over there and have a good time, and she she goes to sleep at nine ten since we have a baby, and uh-huh. um, that game is. At 5 o'clock. So that's in her time frame. Like, she won't be asleep yet. So I will be there on this Sunday, October 29th, for Ukrainian Heritage Night. I love Aww. that the de- that the devils do that. Tonight was Spanish, um, Hispanic Heritage Night. They, uh-huh. They're very good about that stuff. So...
4: I never knew that. Uh, I only have a newspaper from the Ukrainian Weekly we get, um, and I never knew that the Devils were so into, like, you know, heritage stuff.
2: Yes, so the first 200 fans who purchase tickets will get a Ukrainian Heritage t-shirt, and, um, yeah, that's, I will physically be there, I'll probably see some of that, and, uh... It's perfectly fine that you brought that up, and the universe never unconnects. I'm actually going to that game, so that's beautiful. And
4: and just stay safe, um, be careful, and just thank you so much for speaking with me tonight. I really appreciate it. Yeah, and 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 have a great uh, Halloween.
2: (laughs) Thank you, and thanks for calling, Kathy. Yeah, and I mean, um, stay safe and stay dangerous. This is New York City, whether it's Brooklyn or the Bronx or Harlem or Jersey City, where I live. Uh keep your head on a swivel and watch your back. So <laughs> that's just that's just standard out here. It is not for play. Um and as soon as you start thinking it's sweet in New York, something crazy is gonna happen. So be aware, but don't be scared of anybody. 877-337-6666. I've got probably uh twenty-five minutes or so left. Let's pay the bills, break it down. Call up if you want to add anything else to my show. The boy C-Mac is getting ready. He's coming up next. My name's Keith McPherson, your nighttime host. I'll be right back.
1: is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port Chicago, Illinois. Your official station to talk Jets. The Fan, 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. Download it today.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mic check, 1212. I need some snare in my headphones. Turn my headphones up. Just kidding, please. Please not paying me any attention anyway. He's like, yeah, I know you're not. Oh, you don't want those headphones turned up. (laughs) We've all been there. I control my headphones being turned up. (laughs) I'm just playing around. Anywho, uh, 877-337-6666. This is my last 20 minutes, and I will not be on until after Thursday Night Football. So let's talk a little football it's already week eight, I, and I, I know we all say that, but I say that because, it's like, I love football, but once it starts, it evaporates fast, and it almost, it almost moves too fast. Like, even just now talking to Kathy and talking through all of these Zach Wilson games, I'm like, damn, have we watched Zach Wilson play that many games this year? Nobody had that on the radar. That wasn't the plan. I actually have watched Zach Wilson quarterback that many games that I'm actually giving him props that he's shown improvement and gotten better. Nathaniel Hackett has changed the offense around him. I don't know what we're going to get this week against the Giants, but I'll start with my, my, my thought and my take on this game and the, the narrative and theme going on in the NFL. They say if you have two quarterbacks, you don't have one. That's incorrect. Whoever they is needs to stop saying that because in the NFL – You need a QB1, and you better have a QB2 because you can't keep your quarterbacks upright. You can't keep your quarterbacks healthy. And with this concussion protocol, you're not going to be able to keep these guys on the field. Brock Purdy is in concussion protocol. So Sam Darnold, former Jets quarterback, you're up. And the 49ers and the 49ers fans say, oh, here we go again. Now Brock Purdy is hurt. We defaulted into Brock Purdy last year after losing Jimmy Garoppolo, Trey Lance. And this kid was not expected to be anything. He was Mr. Irrelevant, drafted 256 overall, and he went on a seven-game winning streak. And he was winning again this year until he lost Trent Williams and Debo Samuel and CMC, and he got concussed a bit. And, man, the concussion stuff is not to play with. I played football when, like, you could get concussed, and they just say, toughen up, kid. Go back out there. And I know two times that I was concussed. One time in a game where I went to make a spin move, and a defender decleated me. Like, literally, I was in the air, so I couldn't control how I landed. And I landed on my back, and the back of my head snapped and hit the turf, kind of like Deshaun Watson, who we'll get to in a minute. They're rolling with P.J. Walker. I remember, and, and I went back and watched the film, I remember getting up and walking off to the sideline. I thought it was, I forgot what down it was. I thought it was third down. And this is in a playoff game. There was a bunch of people watching. This was Ocean Township versus Wall High School, short conference. Uh, group 3, Central Jersey Group 3, like, semifinals to go to state. And uh, I remember being on the sideline and everybody looking at me like, what are you doing? And I think I was, I said something like, punt. And they're like, punt, it's third down. What are you doing? And then he gave me the play, and I went into the game, into the huddle, called the play. But then when I called the cadence, blue 42, said hut, I, I didn't know how to run the play. And the play was supposed to go to my running back. And I ended up just eating the ball and, like, taking a sack or a two-yard loss. And my running back being like, what the hell was that? I'm like, yo, I'm not right. Like, I I don't feel right. Like, I need a second. And I remember going off to the sideline. I was concussed. But in high school, in the mid-2000s, there was no red cap doctor. There was no blue tent. There was no even trainer to be like, they're like, you all right? And if you say, yeah, yeah. And the other time I was concussed. I was at James Madison University, and we ran a lot of zone read, triple option. If you guys remember how West Virginia ran their offense with Pat White and Steve Slayton, when I was at JMU, we were trying to mimic them. And I was in the mold of a Pat White. And I remember taking the shotgun snap, doing the zone read, reading the defensive end. The defensive end crashes down. I saw a seam. I hit the seam with just one step, right step, boom, straight up the field. And I was in the lane one-on-one with the safety. It was a friend of mine. And I wasn't trying to juke him because he was a friend of mine. And I wanted to see if I could run him over, which was stupid. And we went head-to-head, the crown of our helmet. And the pressure hit the top of my head where... I hit the ground, and when I got up, I was literally cross-eyed. I, like, could not see. My eyes were blurry. My vision was cross-eyed, and I kept blinking my eyes, and I could not get my, like, vision to clear up and go straight. I remember taking my helmet off, being, like, panicked and scared, and I had a coach that was like, what are you doing, McPherson? Get back in there. And I, like, told him to F off, and then I got in trouble for that, and then the trainers are like, no, he's not right, and I got put in. That time I got put in a concussion protocol. And back then we had this like computer thing where it would show you like colors and numbers and spots. And you had to like remember the colors and numbers. And you had to like pass this test to show that your like cognitive functions were good. It's not good. So Sam Darnold is going to be in there for Brock Purdy. They put out uh, Brock Purdy's stats before and after the concussion. Clearly he's not right for my Yankee fans listening. When you saw Anthony Rizzo's before and after stats, I don't mean to laugh, but I just think it is it is crazy that the New York Yankees kept putting Anthony Rizzo out there and telling Aaron Boone to tell the media and all the fans that he's in perfect health. He's in the greatest shape he's been in. He's perfectly fine. No, there's something wrong with that guy. We saw Fernando Tatis take a step and knock his head. He's concussed. So when I'm looking at these games, right, Brock Purdy is out this week. Sam Darnold is in. Ryan Tannehill is out this week. He's got an ankle injury. Will Levis is about to start. Yes, the same Will Levis that they showed on camera in the draft and they hyped up in the draft where people thought the Colts were going to take him. He fell all the way to the second round and he signed a Hellman's deal. Yes, Hellman's mayonnaise because his whole thing in the pre-draft process was that he puts Mayonnaise in his coffee. I don't know why we needed to know that information, but he'll be starting for the Tennessee Titans this week. Who has uh, their, their quarterbacks healthy? Well, the Buccaneers face the Bills. Baker Mayfield is fine. Josh Allen is fine. The Texans and Panthers face off. That is the first quarterback. In the draft, Bryce Young versus the second quarterback in the draft, C.J. Stroud. Most folks already think C.J. Stroud is a better quarterback based on the 3-3 three and three record the Texans have. Panthers are 0-6. That'll be a little showdown. C.J. Stroud most likely wins. The Rams and the Cowboys have their quarterbacks, but when you look at last year, Matt Stafford missed a lot of time. Dak Prescott missed a lot of time. Uh, Vikings and Packers, their quarterbacks are still standing. Kirk Cousins and Jordan Love. But that could change. The Saints, we already saw Derek Carr have to take a seat. And Jameis Winston went in there. Jameis Winston should probably get back in there. Or Taysom Hill should get some snaps because Derek Carr wasn't looking that great. But they're facing off against the Colts, who are missing Anthony Richardson for the rest of the year. He got tackled, and he went down and got a shoulder injury that ended his season. Gardner Minshew, who they signed, who is arguably the best backup that was available outside of. Tyrod Taylor, the Giants quarterback. Look at the Giants Jets game. All right? Gardner Minshew will face off. That's a QB two. The Giants Jets game is a battle of quarterback number two, Zach Wilson versus Tyrod Taylor. Mac Jones got a win last week, but we've already seen Bailey Zappi come in, not because Mac Jones has been hurt, just because Mac Jones sucks. I mean, you need two quarterbacks. Tua. Missed a playoff game last week. The Patriots will face the Dolphins. Tua missed a playoff game last year, rather, where Skylar Thompson played. Skylar Thompson was their third-string quarterback. Teddy Bridgewater is supposed to be the guy. The Jaguars and Steelers still have their quarterbacks, but uh, Mitchell Trubisky is a high-paid backup. Kenny Pickett missed a little bit of time. You'll get to see a rematch of Clemson versus Pitt About four years ago, you got to see Trevor Lawrence versus Kenny Pickett in college. The Falcons and the Titans. Desmond Ritter, he's been holding off Taylor Heineke, but I don't know uh, how much longer. But Desmond Ritter will face off against Will Levis, who I already mentioned. The Eagles and Commanders have their starting quarterbacks, but you guys saw Jalen Hurts had that knee brace on. Marcus Mariota is his backup. Marcus Mariota used to be with the Falcons. Ahead of Desmond Ritter. Might not be long until we see Mariota in there. They don't want that. Sam Howell takes so many hits. I don't even know who the backup is for the Commanders. Oh, I do. Jacoby Brissett. You might see Jacoby Brissett sooner rather than later if that kid takes any more hits. We talked about the Browns, P.J. Walker. P.J. Walker has led the Browns to victories in back-to-back weeks over the 49ers. And the Colts. And if you ever hear me talk about Deshaun Watson, the masseuse madman, I, I have no love for that guy. I, I hope he struggles. I hope he fails. I don't wish the guy to be hurt. But thinking about that $230 million guaranteed that the Browns gave him after 22 women allegedly you know, said that he uh, forced themselves on them in the uh, massage, not the massage parlor, but um, – being employed as a um, massage therapist through the Texans. I think that's despicable. I hope he sucks the rest of his career, and I hope that's the worst contract in NFL history. The Browns face off against the Seahawks. Geno's all right. Geno's holding up just fine. I mean, my guy, Lamar Jackson, I hope he stays healthy because I ha- I have him in two fantasy leagues, and I knew he was going to be a potential MVP candidate this year after he got the bag. And he has Todd Munkin calling the plays now. I hope he stays upright. I hope he does continue on. I hope that they follow up the beating that they put on the Lions and continue that against the Cardinals, who drafted Kyler Murray first overall, same year that the Giants drafted Daniel Jones six overall. Kyler Murray got the bag. Where has he been? Not ready to go. They've defaulted into Nassau's own Joshua Dobbs. He's really a quarterback, too. Not really QB1. I know he started the season QB1, he's QB2. Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, they need Pat to stay up. Pat's the main driving force that the Chiefs are the Chiefs. And the Broncos need to cut ties with Russell Wilson at some point, but they have their QB1s. Joe Burrow refuses to take a seat after the bag that he got, highest paid quarterback. And he's facing off now against Sam Darnold. So the Bears, wasn't I hyping Tyson Bajent. I heard Tiki Barber call him Tyler Bajent today on the fan. I'm like, Tiki, you call the games. You might get a Bears game. You got to get familiar with this guy. For three weeks on the fan, I've been telling you about Tyson Bajent, son of Travis Bajant, 19 time world champion in arm wrestling. Shepard University's own, the pride of West Virginia. The Tyson Bajant era has begun in Chicago. Mark my words. If this kid goes out there and beats the Chargers, we have another Trey Lance, Brock Purdy situation on our hands with Justin Fields and Tyson Bajant. Now everybody's getting wind of this guy. And if he wins again, I'm going to have Tony Rasiopi on the fan with me because Tony Rasiopi trained him, trained Kenny Pickett, wish Tony trained me when I was coming up playing quarterback. But Tyson Bajant, if he goes out there and balls against the Chargers, we, we have a situation on our hands where Justin Fields was the first-round draft pick quarterback, and here comes this undrafted quarterback who is more accurate than him. Justin Fields played 14 games and got one win. Tyson Bajant started one game and got one win. And I think he's going to work well in that system. I just saw Chase Daniel breaking down some film on it. Look out, folks. The Bears might have... Their quarterback of the future. They might look to trade Justin Fields if this kid balls the rest of the way. Fields has a dislocated thumb. It's a rough league. You need two quarterbacks. PJ Walker was signed to a two-year deal with the Bears. They cut him in camp because they saw how good Tyson Bagent was. Tyson Bagent won the Division II Heisman. He's the best player they ever had at Shepherd University. He had an offer to go to University of Albany. He said, "Nah, I'm good." He had an offer to go to Robert Morris. He said, "Nah, I'm good." Those are Division One schools, FCS. He said, I'll stay home and go to the school my dad went to. His dad is a legend in his own right, 19-time arm wrestling champion. The Raiders and the Lions. Brian Hoyer, they, they might as well let Aiden O'Connell rock. Brian Hoyer is cooked. Let Aiden O'Connell rock against Jared Goff. We are watching backup quarterbacks in the NFL. This is what they don't want. That's why you can't even two-hand touch the quarterback. That's why you can't rough the passer at all. It's called roughing the passer. Roughing the passer, and and don't get me started on that. Roughing the passer is when you use excessive force and the guy lets the ball go and you rough him up. You hit him. You put your weight on him. Or you dive at his knees. You try to hurt him. They are flagging defenders for even touching the quarterback now because when you lose the quarterback, you lose points. You lose competitiveness and you lose the viewer that bet on the game and wants to watch a good football game because they don't think that these quarterbacks can get it done but there are some good QB2s and uh it's interesting where we are in the NFL this upcoming week week 8 we're about halfway through and um quarterbacks across the league every division are hurt and here in New York we're going into the rivalry the battle for East Rutherford the battle of New Jersey with Two guys that weren't supposed to be battling in this game. It was supposed to be Aaron Rodgers versus Daniel Jones, number eight versus number eight, and we're about to get number two versus number two instead. Zach Wilson versus Tyrod Taylor. Let me see the spread on this Thursday night football game, and I'll tell you my thought and give you my pick, and then Dwight and Asbury Park is going to be my last call of the night. So it's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus the Buffalo Bills. The Buffalo Bills need to get right. They fooled around with the Giants. And if the Giants were better, they would have beat them. And then they fooled around with Mac Jones, and Bill Belichick got him, And they lost that game. Now here's another high spread, another 8.5 spread for the Buffalo Bills at home. The over-under set at 43. They need to get right. I'm going to take the Bills with that 8.5. I think this is the team they get right against. I don't think Tampa on a short week going all the way to Orchard Park is going to go up there and really do anything with the Buffalo Bills. But injuries, not just to the quarterback. Tredavious White is a huge injury for them. Matt Milano is a huge injury for them. Their defense has a ton of injuries, and they're not playing the same because of it. Dwight is in Asbury Park, New Jersey. That's right where I'm from. 07712. What's up, Dwight?
0: Yeah, hey, man. The, the, The Nets gave that one away tonight, man.
2: I know, I was there. I was there.
0: I was like, I, I, when I saw Darius Mitchell pick off that pass.
2: Yeah, Donovan Mitchell. And had
0: yeah. cool. I was like, the game was over.
2: <laughs> yeah, I was listening to Capper and Carino call it. I come up from the subway. I'm telling you, I was on my way to WFAN, and I literally, like, screamed, no. And people were looking at me like, you all right? Like, no, I'm listening to the Brooklyn Nets broadcast. I'm listening to the Nets. Fumble away the opening night game, of course.
0: All right, bro. I'll do it to you next week, man. Appreciate you, Dwight.
2: All right, well, that's all we got. I did look up the Buffalo Bills injury report for week eight. Who? let's see. Game status. Ed Oliver's questionable, but he'll probably play. Dawson Knox is out. I don't know, man. I don't know, man. I still would take. The Bills. I think they they gotta get right. They just have to have a good game where they put it all together and this should be the game. Trade deadline's coming up. We're less than a week away from the trade deadline. Jets are gonna trade Carl Lawson. Giants are not trading Saquon Barkley. Saquon Barkley, no matter what. All right. That's it. That's all I've got. Appreciate everybody. Seriously, like respect all of you. And uh I thank you for listening to my show. I thank you for calling my show and um c Max coming up next. Be respectful to him. You know. Call him up and uh he'll give you his thoughts and his insight and he'll host a good show as well. I'll be listening on my way back home. I gotta go to sleep. I gotta go to sleep. Or the next thing I know is gonna catch up to me and I'll have to call out. I'll be sick because I haven't been sleeping. Remember I told you earlier in the week I had the twenty-two hour day. My son woke up at five thirty and I couldn't go to sleep until three thirty in the morning once I got home from doing the show till two and then relaxed and fell asleep. That that set me back and and messed up my biorhythms. I took a nap today to help. I had to take a nap because I knew I was going to Brooklyn. I probably should have just stayed home and slept and skipped the whole Brooklyn Nets game. But, hey, uh, what did I know? didn't know they were going to piss down their leg and uh, blow that game. So Yeah, basketball is back. Yippee. Keith McPherson on the fan, that's all I've got. Thanks for listening. I don't know why I'm in here watching the end of this game. For C-Mac, C-Mac. Come on in here and watch the Brooklyn Nets blow it in front of a packed house. 18,000 fans showed up to this Nets world that we built on the backs of KD and Kyrie. And we said, you know, we don't need those guys. We've got Ben Simmons. We've got Mikhail Bridges and Cam Johnson and Spencer Dinwiddie came back. We don't need those guys. We're going to get a win tonight. Nope. Had it. Six-point lead with 124 left. And that's just typical, man. Can't have nice things here in New York. We're just, we're far away from a champion. We're far away from winning. So, I don't know. Maybe Chris will talk about the World Series. I didn't talk about baseball at all tonight. Still here, just watching this game. Like I was still in the arena at this time. Eight minutes left in the game. I was still in the arena. I dipped at 4.49, and I said, all right, y'all, secure the win. Dennis Smith Jr., big three. But, yeah, that's all I got. I got to drive home through the tunnel. Hopefully it's not crazy. Uh, The Holland Tunnel's closed, the Lincoln Tunnel. That's another thing, bro. Like, if the Holland Tunnel was open, I would skate to Jersey City in 15 minutes. But instead, it's twice the time, 30-minute ride home. But, all right, I'm out of here. Chris McMonigle is coming up next. Keith McPherson on the fan. I'm out. Thanks for listening. Bye.
0: Sports Radio 1019 FM. FM. WFN New
1: York. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours